Welcome to this topical life. Real conversation, real exploration, real life stories. A discussion about life, cause life ain't a vacation. And now, here's your host, Tiffany Murphy. Hello, and welcome back to This Topical Life. Today, we have our guest, Ben Rose, who you heard last week. If you have not heard last week's episode, you're going to want to tune into that because that leads into this episode, which is kind of more um, the how-to out of getting out of sexual addiction and brokenness and just um, that whole world of the ick and how to wrap your brain around getting past that and the tools and all this, all the things. So um, if you haven't listened to last week, I would listen to that. This is Ben Rose with us and um, he's just awesome. And Ben, um, no need to tell us anything about yourself. We can just get right to it. Perfect. Um, So yeah. We're having fun. We are. We are. So um, we heard your story. Mm We Unashamedly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And thank you for Thank you for doing that. So Ben, how would someone that has struggled with this get through it? Get through past it. it. What 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 do you have to say here? Well, I would say first. Yeah, first is You're, you would be in a you you I would call like with our teaching and how we we've broken it into four areas in this across the island. And that's number one is circumnavigating. That's where and you're... wait, before you go into that, Cross the Island is your ministry. Yes, that helps people with sexual brokenness find sexual integrity. And that will be um, tagged and all that stuff through social media on this topical life as well. So you guys can have access to that as well as what he's talking about. So, Yes. And so this, this is like kind of our new... Um, it's not new, but really what we're going after is like we have gone through so much and it's not we just don't want it to be in vain. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the, us going through this, you know, understand that your actions don't just affect you. So my actions previously affected um, my my church, you know, as pastoring, it, it, affect, it impacted my family, it impacted ultimately generation, you know, generations, my kids' kids. Um, if If it would continue to have gone on like it was, like things were going. So, I recognize that in healing, healing isn't just for you. Healing is for, it's for you, it's for your marriage, it's for your children. Um, if you don't have children, it's for people that you're influencing, it's your community, it's your, it's it's so much bigger. And so we just realized that we didn't go through all the things that we went through to, to just keep this to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, so we're, we're now going and, through cross the island, it's cross the island.com and we're on social media just to, to develop resources to really go, okay, we made it to the other side of the island. Now it would be wrong for us just to, to go about life as usual. So we're, we're not experts. Number one, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I'm not, I don't have a degree, but what I, what I do know is I do know, like I've been across the island and I know the pitfalls to watch out for. I know some tactical and practical and spiritual things that are going to help you get through and some mindsets. And so I'm a tour guide. I'm a guide and I'm going to, I'm going to come back and I'm going to grab your hand and we're going to, we're going to do this together. And so that's, that's the kind of, kind of how we've set this up 
to be. And we're just looking forward to to diving in. And this has gotten me excited to do my own podcast. This yeah. is I'm I'm really enjoying this format. So um where were we? So you're at um like the four oh, yeah, the four. ways of- Yes. So the kind of the four areas that I would break down our teaching into is number one, circumnavigating. And that's like you haven't even got to the island yet. That's like you are rowing your boat in circles. Circumnavigating is a nautical term to, that means to go around. So your little boat's going around this island and you are doing everything possible to stay out in the water and not come to shore because you're scared. And, and can you translate that into like life? So you're addicted to... You're addicted. There's, there's, there's some secret. There is some hiddenness that you just, you don't even want to deal with. It's too painful. It's too hard. There's so much shame around it. There's so much guilt around it about what you've done, about who you are. There is, you feel isolated. You feel alone. You feel like you're the only one that's going through this thing. You're trapped. You're trapped. Absolutely. And so you're, you're doing everything in your power. Think about circumnavigating. Like you're doing everything in your power to control circumstances and situations. You're, you are exaggerating up, you're exaggerating down, you're, um, to control outcomes. You're, you're manipulating people. Here's an example. I would tell my wife, I would like, if I was going to like lay down during the afternoon, so I was going to, babe, I'm going to lay down for a few minutes. Would you take my computer? Cause I don't want to be tempted. That was like to throw her off. That was manipulation. So that in her, her mind, I'm creating a brain trail in her mind that says, oh, this guy, this guy really cares. He's, he cares about his purity so much that he's going to hand me his computer because he's feeling this way. And, you know, I'm not setting out to manipulate, but that's just what's happening because I'm in this self-preservation kind of mentality. But nobody's going to find out. I'm going to take this thing to my grave. And, um, or that I'm going to some someday someday I'm going to deal with it. You know, the next time it happens. Well, and the, you, you're telling yourself at this point, there isn't going to be next time. What about that? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's not going to be a next time. I mean, cause, cause I got this thing licked, you know, I'm, you know, this is the last time and just lies, 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 flimsy lines in the sand that were drawn. And, um, so yeah, so that, that's the first stage. The second phase that we talk about in, in our teaching would be beach the boat. <laughs> like you've gotten to, to the shore and now, okay, I'm, I'm going to square up to this thing. I'm going to take a sober assessment of self and I'm going to be honest with myself. I'm going to be honest with my behavior. I'm going to be honest with my intentions. I'm going to be honest and really call BS on myself. And this is where disclosure happens. This is where confession happens. This is where, you know, with sexual addiction, you might write out a, a, a sexual disclosure chart. And to go back and just go, okay, I'm just going to put everything down on paper that you did that, that of my, of my past and kind of mm-hmm. trace my past. And uh, then I'm going to get together with somebody and I'm going to show somebody. And then eventually, I, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer that eventually your spouse has to know your spouse has to know there's lots of different theories and, and, and on that and how to do that. But I'm a firm believer that if you want to reestablish intimacy in the way that that you were created to be intimate, that that has to happen. Well, and there is that um, theory out there too that says um, that protection thing. Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to tell my wife because why? That is selfish of me to tell 
what is that? I'm, I'm trying to explain. Like, so if I was, if I had had an affair, I'm not going to tell my husband because that's going to hurt him or that's going to hurt me. Yeah. Because I'm the one that did it and I'm the one that should live with that. And guess what? You're going to, you're both going to die. <laughs> that's, I mean, that um, sounds extreme, just, but yeah. you just, I mean, just relationally, mm-hmm. spiritually, like there's just, it just brings death. It, it, it does. just steal. It seems it's going to steal intimacy. There's going to be there's going to be something that's there, like when this thing goes away, like when you cross the island, so to speak. And people will say things like, "There's something was just between us. I could never put my finger on it. There was just always something between us. There was always we could never X Y Z. We could never this that or the other. Um, we were going through the motions, and so it's it's just false." That if we attach intimacy to an affair, to another person, to a computer screen, to pornography, to all these different things, that um, somehow we can maintain, you know, true intimacy, it, it just it just doesn't it just does not happen. And this this thought of control, it is it is an illusion. Control is an illusion. You cannot manage and you cannot control addiction. That is as plain as as simple as that's it gets. as simple as it gets. You and can't. I tried. For years and years and it just it just kept spiraling out of control and some people are like well what if i hate it enough and you know i've been in church meetings and men's meetings where people are like be a warrior man up and you know what about your kids and your family like 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 we haven't thought of that right. like like i haven't had you know like i didn't put my my family's picture on my home screen on my phone on my computer as as some sort of deterrent that that's going to stop me but in addiction you know, in sexually, there's there's brain trails that are developed. If I was to walk outside of, of my house every morning and cut across the lawn and not use the path, cut across the lawn to my car, there would be a trail that would be formed where grass would not grow. And same thing in our brains. When we make brain trails, we make brain trails over and over again so that when we bump up to pain or trauma or when we bump up to memories or whatever the trigger is, we just immediately default to to whether it's pornography, whether it's fantasy, whether it's masturbation, whether like we just default to those things and then there's, there's just that instant brain trail. You know it's, what I mean? Well, and it, I think in other words, what you're trying to say too is is that brain trail, like it's actual chemical yes. situation. It's not just like you've actually trained your brain to need a certain thing. Yeah. And some people are born, um, you know, and this is an interesting thing too is that I think – maybe a couple podcasts after you on the subject life, there's someone talking about, um, alcohol addiction, you know, addiction, addiction. Um, yes, you can be formed with a lack of something. We're all, we're all not wholly put together. Perfect. Okay. You're born out of the thing with things, right? So we can get more detailed about that. But basically what you're saying is, is that either you form it yourself or sometimes you're just born with a little bit of lack of dopamine and then you, your brain sticks it out or you, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's so many studies about addiction, but. Yes. And I there's mean, also beautiful studies, you know, what we've learned in the last, I don't know how many years, but um, with like a Dr. Caroline Leaf or like, like the plasticity of the brain and the, and the ability of the brain, even until like older ages than, than I think previously thought the plasticity of the brain is showing that we can create, um, new brain trails. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can, we can create new pathways in our mm-hmm. brains while shutting off old pathways. And so all that to say is just, we can't manage that on our own. 
we can't there 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 is there's is this thing inside of us that wants to do that but trying to manage our own life has actually got us to where we are like right now or 7 years ago when this all went down i was i was the product of my best thinking at that moment and just to clarify too it's not like you're some dude off the street jacking off all the time okay you're like a family guy love my wife love you, my you kids you absolutely love your you absolutely love your wife you absolutely pastoring love your kids you're pastoring your church i mean you're doing all the things like you're you are not wanting this no okay so you're listening to this it's not and no one's saying that you're wanting this it's actually quite the opposite you're not wanting this yes and you're trapped yes so quit circling the island today now immediately you have the sources the sources are here so so you so See, you have these four steps yeah. nautically speaking yeah so you beach the boat yeah you, and then there's confession there's there's disclosure which i'm there's something about and i'll tell you even like if you're a believer non-believer there is a principle of um confessing your faults one to another that you can be healed there's something about getting it out saying it out loud to another person. Um, even in counseling, even non-Christian counseling, this is a part, there's disclosure. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, at, people know it, it's a principle across the boards that disclosure is powerful. And people say, well, I'm, yeah, screw that. I'm going to take that one to the grave. Like I'm not telling anybody because I want to protect or I want to, I'm too ashamed of that. And the reality is that the grave, the grave just comes to you and you just start to slowly die. And so. Oh, and that's so many areas of life too. Oh, you got the PTSD. You got yes. your body will find a way mm-hmm. to deal with it. So yep. you can mentally say that, yeah. but it will come out a different way. Totally. So save yourself. Save yourself. The time and energy and all that. And then and then the third phase would be cross the island, and that would be like that. Okay, how am I going to live day to day now? Like, mm-hmm. what is this? What does day to day look like in a, in this new way of living? This new way of transparency. This new way of vulnerability. What does that look like? And then we have the fourth phase, which was which is the other side, which isn't just like, well, cool, we're we're here, but it's more like, okay, cool, we're never out of the woods. Number one, this is going to be a lifelong. We're going to be vigilant, lifelong. We're going to have guardrails in our lives, um, but also we're going to help other people, and we're going to share our story. And here, here, okay, Tiffany, something that happened to us is as we were disclosing. <laughs> We were on our world tour, disclosure tour. Like you, disclosure meaning like you and Heather. Like Heather, yeah. Story. Like, like we're telling we're telling people what happened. Um, you know, I fly back to Alaska. I tell tell our financial supporters of the of the church plant, get them in a room, tell them what's really going on in my life and what's what's been going on, and, and just be very and be transparent with them. You know, we had people come up to us and say like they'd whisper and you know and say, "Hey, we have the same story as you." Like almost wanting me to feel like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one. And I feel like Heather and I, it actually really, it was really upsetting. I was like, why didn't you tell us? Why is nobody talking about this? Why does everybody have the same experience we have? Why have people had affairs and, and, and never talked about it? People have been to massage parlors, never talked about it. People have been to these places and their, their marriages were rocked and, and yet they're still married and they're still like functioning humans and, and where, where are these stories being told? So we were ticked. It didn't, it didn't make us feel like, Oh, cool. That's great. You know, thanks for sharing. It was like, dude, you're our friends. Yeah. Like, you know, help, help, help a brother out, like help, help this young couple out. You know, we were, we were super young when we got married and you know, 
like what why didn't somebody pull us aside you know and so we just we just decided like we're not going to be ashamed to talk about what god was not ashamed to create yeah so like sex we're just not ashamed to talk about it we're not ashamed to talk about brokenness we're not ashamed to talk about um addiction and we just realized that so many people deal with this and they're dying silently and they're dying and their marriages are dying and way okay let's let's go here there's yeah. way too many sexless marriages mm-hmm. way too many way too many roommates that is not that was never how this thing was intended to be and i i believe it's because there there are there's hidden places there's there's secrets there's things we're taking to the grave quote unquote um that exposure for us had to happen and and then we we went through 2 years of counseling okay so this it all came to a head in 2013 13. went through counseling 2 years 2 years yeah weekly for a year and then twice a month for for the second year holy cow what a great experience yeah you know was never my family was not a fan of counseling like i didn't grow up in a counseling culture mm-hmm. you know cuz we had the Bible. Yeah, yeah the Bible's. Like- we, we had the Holy Spirit. You know, he was a count. But and that's that's all true. But um, but, we, we, but let's but just touch good, on that. Let's touch on that for a second. People. Let's touch on that for a second. That's the thing is that in the Christian world, though, I have been told personally, I struggle with anxiety, and I've been on meds for ever. Mm-hmm. Seems like. Um, I haven't, but I have. Um, people would say, "Well, you're not just you're not reading the Bible enough. You're not you're you're just not." You're not, you're not there, mm-hmm. you know, and all along that was, man, you know, again, <laughs> what's okay, that pa- verse? What's that pastor verse? hat? Yeah. Pastor hat. Okay. Speak to me because I need a pastor. This, that verse that says, um, take all your anxieties and okay. Um, basically what is that verse? It's, it's be anxious for nothing. Yes. That one be anxious it, for nothing, but everything. everything. I read that verse uh-huh. and I literally have an anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, I don't. But <laughs> I, I'm in a place of a different place than that than that time. But a, a pastor did tell me to, to read that, and that I was doing it all wrong. Um, I don't believe that anymore. But I do feel like there is a separation between Bible and people in the sense of like, why aren't you using? Why is the Bible not the main like always the main counselor? Okay, so I think I have my theory. My here's my opinion okay. on, and it's going to all tie together. I think. Okay. Like we have a theology of freedom. We have a theology of what the scriptures tell us, like who we are um, in Christ. Okay. Major pastor hat. I'm going, I'm going full pastor here. Yeah. Okay. So preach it. So, <laughs> so like, like, like that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Like positionally we are, you know, as believers, we're like our spirit man is, is, is in perfection with, with our heavenly father. And, um, so like we read verses like that really declare the freedom that we are to walk in. So we have this theology of freedom and then a lot of us are not walking in that we're walking. There's, there's brokenness, there's bondage, there's, there's, um, there is, there's, you know, like addiction, there's, you know, all these things happening. And I think the bridge between our experiential freedom and our theology freedom is that, that bridge is, is the amount of that we're able to be transparent that 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 level of transparency i think helps our experience to start matching our theology so because i've never experienced freedom Mm -hmm. from sexual brokenness until we pulled everything out in confession and disclosure like ever like 
the, the tough stuff, the nitty stuff, the gritty stuff, like everything. And when you do that, then you realize, man, it actually wasn't in the process of, of disclosure. Things start opening up, things that you have forgotten, things about your past, um, layers and layers. For me, there was, there was rejection. There was fear of man. There was fear of people's opinions. There was um, insecurities, all these things. But that stuff didn't really start coming out. Those layers didn't really start coming off and, until there was disclosure like full confession. And I just surrendered and said, you know what, whatever the outcome may be, I would rather be free. Yeah. If I, if I don't have a job, we went through a rough period financially because I I couldn't find a job until I, until I started my business and still, you know, still starting my business was like still really rough because you're starting a business. Um, you know, I lost friends, you know, you know, I, I called, I called some friends who are pastors and told them, you know, and, you and know. that's that's even more harsh than not pastor friends, you know, like <laughs> totally. because totally. you're like, okay, you're a pastor, but um, which is a lot of the time the case, which is why I bring this up because uh, the transparent, yeah, I mean, I got goosebumps when you said that because what I hear is is that, and what it's been a true experiment with experience for me is that God saves you from yourself. Yes. So you, yourself, however you want to read the Bible, however you're taking it and putting it into yourself, that's not what the tool is for. The tool is to free you from yourself. So so when I was reading the Bible, to me it was, what am I doing wrong? What am I, God's telling me this and all I'm doing is this. My outcome wasn't matching what the Bible was telling me because it was confusing and it felt legalistic. Yeah. So. Well, and that's the. You can read so so much of the stuff through through legal. Like you can fight this battle. You can fight for your freedom from a totally wrong place. Mm-hmm. So so I believe that we fight from a place of freedom. I'm it, I'm not. And tr- it might not feel that way. No, it might not feel that way. But I'm actually fighting from a place of freedom. I'm not actually fighting to to get right with God. I'm actually fighting from a place that says I I already am, and He actually as I take steps of faith towards this and disclosure is a massive step of faith. It's like, you know, but I believe his, that his grace, my theology, my theology, what I believe is that his grace, his empowerment to do what he's asked us to do is, is like released when we surrender and when we say, okay, I'm going to trust. And I remember I was at Heighton elementary school in Beaverton, Oregon, dropping my kids off for something or yeah, I think dropping them off. And I stepped outside and I like had the moment where I, where I was like a moment of decision and the word decide, you know, we get that word size C-I-D-E is like homicide, pesticide. Um, it's to kill. And so the word to decide means I'm killing all other options. And there was a moment of decision for me where I stepped out of the car and I like looked up and I just was like starry night. I just said, I was like, God, I trust you. I trust. I'm just gonna, I, 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 I'm, I'm losing control. I'm letting go of the grip of control of my life. I'm letting go of trying to manage my life, which by the way, my management of my own life sucked. It had, it had, you know, it has shipwrecked our family. So why would I try to manage anymore? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, you're it, just it's, basically it's, unfolding all the lies that you totally told yourself. And so, so that was like the moment of just like surrender. And, um, and that's actually when I started to experience freedom for me, sexual, like pornography, never looked at it again. It's been seven years. It's been over seven years. Been completely clean and sober from pornography. That just 
that was just like the 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 addictive thing that that I turned to because of all the other junk. You know, that was and that but that was like gone. A lot of other brain trails I had to deal with, a lot of other things that I had had to deal with, wanting to be seen, wanting to be noticed, you know, you know, fantasy. There there was a, still a lot of other things, but as far as like actual pornography, that just like instantly went bye-bye. And um instantly began to experience freedom, you know, in, in that area. So through, through the, through the uh, disclosure process. So that was, that was super powerful. Yeah. So, and that's the second phase too. I was going to say too, that, um, you know, anyone maybe contemplating an affair or contemplating going that direction too. It's that when, with transparency, you can be let go of that. Freedom is worth the fallout. That's what I say. It is. Freedom is worth whatever fallout happens. Just watch it. Dude, we had somebody, I just called you dude. Um, Dudette. We just had had somebody (laughs) at men's, we had, we had a a men's night the other night and he said, he just, he stood up and he said, Hey, he said, my situation turned out a lot different than yours. And he's actually divorced and he does not want to be, it's been, you know, I think four years. And I mean, still just super painful, but he said that the freedom that he's experiencing because of disclosure and because of letting the light into, you know, just every area of his life that he's like, it's still worth it. It was still worth it. And that was a major thing to say. Like, yeah, he's like, but, but living in freedom Mm -hmm. is still worth whatever fallout happens. And I know someone's hearing that right now and they're like, yeah, forget that. A hundred percent of the time, the freedom is worth the fallout. And, um, Somebody told us, we went to a church service and the, and the lady, this lady said, she said, um, you weren't rejected, you were rescued. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh snap, that's so true. Cause mm-hmm. we felt so rejected in some areas and it was like, no, we were rescued. Yeah. The, even, even through the fallout, even through the job loss, even through like the embarrassment, even through losing my credibility with a group of people, um, it was still worth it. And we were, and God was actually rescuing us. Yeah. He was I re- love that word. It was a rescue plan. It was a rescue mission. And it was um, from the very beginning, from the, from the very beginning, it was a rescue mission. And, and he, he plucked us out. And, um, you know, my, my dad had this experience on the airplane where he was flying and he, we had disclosed to my parents and, um, he just, he just felt like, he just felt like he was supposed to tell me, like Jesus is your resurrection and your life. And it was really strong in him. And, and when he told me that, it was just like, oh gosh, that's so true. Like he was our resurrection. He was our life and totally res. Like he didn't take bad people and make us good. He made, he took dead people and made them alive. Right. And so, um, super thankful. It's worth it. Freedom is worth the Freedom fallout. Freedom is worth the fallout. So, you know, back to the four categories that you yeah. kind of can tackle First, you're rounding the bout the island. Yep. You're like circumnavigating the island. Yep. yep. Then you're like, okay, I'm ready to disclose. So you write things down, and and, and this will be a part of the curriculum. That, you're te- cur- yeah. curriculum that you're doing. But yeah, you're just mapping out like just the stages of when which you yeah. get through this. And then and then it's like and then you got to do the thing. You got to so that number three is doing is, the thing is 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 cross the island. We're crossing, crossing now. Island. We're we're now encountering things that we had been avoiding for so long. We're now having conversations that we've been avoiding for so long. We're now, we're now structuring our day so that it comes into alignment with our, our values and so that we can start living congruently. And I won't go into all of them, but there was just, number one was we, we got counseling 
that was mm-hmm. part of it is, is we just said we need to have like 30 years. We exactly. That's what, and people that are like n- unsure of counseling. I'm like, it's just somebody who is listening to Heather and I talk and helping us process and asking us questions. Two steps, a million steps forward. It's just the facts. It is. It's just, just do yourself a favor. Pan, you know what? Sometimes you need permission to spend the money, spend the money. It's worth it. And, and we didn't like, we didn't have a job at the time. And again, we took a step of faith and gr- the grace was there. And like people, were, we got like checks in the mail and people were sending us things and we somehow paid every single week. It, and so when I heard somebody say, well, we can't afford it. It's like, you can't not afford it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, so I, I, I really believe in, in a good counselor and, um, just to help you process, you know, cause it's interesting. Well, and the fact that you just said it was so interesting that the, it wasn't even the pornography. It was all the other things. Oh dude, it was all the, it was, so you it couldn't was work li- that stuff out. It yourself. was lying. It was self aggrandization. It was like manipulating. It was insecurity. So it, pornography was the tip of the iceberg. Totally. Totally. That was just, that was just the, what, what manifested was that and, and, you know, acting out and all the other things. Um, so that, and then we just, we called it ruthless truth telling because so much of sexual brokenness is, is wrapped up in lying and you're lying to yourself. You're lying to others. You're manipulating. There's so much like there's, there's such a void of truth. So we went into radical truth, ruthless truth telling mode to the point where, okay, this is funny. I was working for a, uh, for this company doing some media and I drove down from Seattle and people were talking about how crazy the drive was from Seattle that day. And I jumped in and I just like exaggerated something like normal, like, cause you know, it's just normal to spin the truth and to try to like, if someone says something, I'm like, Oh yeah. And then you, you match up so that you make a connection. And so that you're, you're making your exterior look really good so that they like you and you know, people pleasing. And then they won't suspect that you're, you know, you're a porn addict, you know, I mean, this is like how your thinking goes. It's so stupid. It's so, it's so deceptive, but that's how it goes. So how do you break that is you just, it's ruthless truth telling. And so we wanted to create new pathways in our brain. So I, so I said some and it, it, like stuff that doesn't even matter. Okay. So, it, but it does, right. But it does. Yes. So pathways matter. Pathways matter. <laughs> and so you're like, well, it's just a little thing. Well, okay. There's no such thing as just a little thing. Right. It all adds up. Sure. And so I came back in his office, his marketing <laughs> guy, and I said, hey, just so you know, and I can't remember what the times were, but I was like, it took me three hours and 15 minutes to get home because I had made something up. And I don't know how, even how far it was off. You know, and I said, just so you know, this is for me, not you. So I come back in the office and I tell him, he's like, and he was, he was gracious. And I said, but, but, but where I'm headed in life, I need to be a ruthless truth teller. And this is like, okay. And the, okay, here's the toughest one happened when I was preaching. So I took a year out of, out of the pulpit. Okay. You know, that was from the counselor level. Like, let's just get him out of the spotlight for a year. Mm-hmm. So I came back and I was speaking and I'd only spoken a few times. And, um, in the pastor's world in pastor world, you, there can be exaggerations and a little spin, a little storytelling. And so I started talking about this story about Chick-fil-A that I had talked to this other guy, but I like, I embellished it and I was like, and it gave him life lessons as he moved forward. And, you know, just, and, and no need to add to it, no need to embellish it, but I did. And I just ran with this thing. 
So I'm preaching on stage at a church, people in the audience, and I lose all blood from my head. I can feel, because can I just go, oh my God, I just lied. I just lied. And I'm in this new mode where... You're going to tell... I'm going to tell the truth. So I called BS on myself from the pulpit while I'm speaking to an audience of people and it's not my church. <laughs> wow. And I said, That's hey, awesome. I said, hey, can we go back like five minutes? I said, I totally just embellished that story. And that didn't happen. Here's what was said. Here's, I was like, okay. And I don't even know, I don't even know how I moved on, but I was like, okay, what? That no happened. One, that no happened. One, no one really even seemed to care. Right. Like it was just like, and that's, I think that's the lie is that if we tell the truth, it's going to be, you know, repulsive or whatever, but I think it's magnetic. So ruthless truth telling my wife, my sweet, sweet wife, she was probably so sick of me. Shout out to Heather. Shout out to Heather. Cause I was, I was being so accurate and I was like, okay, I think it was like three weeks ago, babe, babe, was it three weeks ago? <laughs> like, cause I, I seriously, I just wanted, I was so hungry for truth. I was so hungry to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I was so hungry to be accurate. Right. And, um, cause you saw also where the lies got you. Oh, so it's like, I don't even want, you're so, yeah, the other way, like in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing for me was that, that I had to, um, you know, Chip Kelly had a phrase for Oregon years ago and it was win the day. And that was, that was going to be my new my new MO moving forward was I was going to win the day futuristic person, you know, vision, big picture. And I, I just, I just knew, I just knew that I had to shut that off. Felt like the Lord asked me to shut off all my vision for the future. And just really asked me that the, the end of my vision was going to be, um, when my, my head hit the pillow at night, it was like, that's as far ahead as I'm going to think. Cause it's like, okay, you know, it's like a work, here's a working out analogy. You go to a few classes in a row and you're like, I'm going to have abs by summer. And <laughs> abs are in the kitchen. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have abs by summer, you know, and it's like you make these declarations right. and, and then there's actually a chemical that's released when you make a declaration like that. It's called symbolic self-completion. Is it really? Yeah, there's actually a chemical released and you can actually um, satiate your brain into thinking that you've already made the decision. There's there's some amazing studies about how we can satiate our brain by saying things and how it's, it can actually not be healthy to declare what's like, this is going to happen and this is... Like manifestation. Yes. A lot of the world talks about that. Yeah. And there is some good stuff to that. And I think if there's accountability and if there's, but just to say like, yeah, I'm going to write a book. There can actually be something, if we're not careful, there can be a a chemical that's released that where our brain can actually think that, um, oh yeah, I've written the book. So I don't actually have to go through the hard process of writing the book. And that's why I think you see people putting things off a lot that, okay, okay. Perfect example on social media. We all have friends that are like, I'm going to start blogging every single week. And they have like two blogs and then they're crickets, right? Then they go, right. they, they ghost the internet. Um, it's because they felt symbolically completed or, or, you know, so they did one blog and everyone's like, you're such a good writer. This is amazing. And there's actually a satiation of like, I completed that satiation. I don't know if that's satiated, like satisf- like satisfied. satisfied, like, yeah, that satisfied me. That satisfied. And now I'm going to quit. Yeah. 
okay, yeah. Like I've seen that happen, but I never really put words to. Yeah, and I always wondered what happened. You, you can you can go look it up. There's there's. Um, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah, I've saved I've saved some of those things and. So um, you were kind of focused on that in the sense of like you didn't want to think too far ahead. No, you just wanted to get through the day. No, because I because this wise wise guy, this wise gentleman told me he said, "Hey, buddy, I can't." Um, he said, "I can't turn the calendar pages for you." He said, "I wish I could just turn them for you." Essentially, he was saying, Ben, if you just go day by day, if you just win the day, then the calendar pages are going to turn and you're going to look back and you're going to go, okay, whoa, that's, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. I'm saying that. I don't know. It sounds super simple, but I just had to shut it off. And it was like, it was so, so that I, I could be present and in the moment, present in the moment. And when you're in addiction, you can't be present or in the moment. It's, well, you can, but it's it's really difficult because there's so many other things that are swirling on and going on that you're trying to control that you're trying to control. And so for me, I was just like, and, and my goals became very simple. Like today I'm going to be a good husband. I'm going to, I'm today. I'm going to live with character and integrity. I'm going to be a good dad to my kids. Or how are we on time? Are we good? We're good. Um, yeah, we're good. We've got about like nine more minutes. Okay. Tell a quick story. Yeah. So after the ever, after everything went down, this this the story. I'm I'm gonna try not to cry. Actually, you can get more than that. You can get 15 more minutes. I'm, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna think about like monster trucks and. No, cry. Okay, no. Um. So you know monster st- trucks. <laughs> that makes seems, me cry. Actually, seem seem manly. <laughs> um. So like when you're in addiction to things are very much, um, myoptic. You're very you're very much focused on, you're you're field of vision is very, very selfish and it's really life becomes all about you. And so when you start to pull out of that and, and there's disclosure, you start to go, I mean, even things like crap, my actions may have been hurting my family. Right. But when you're in addiction, there's a lot of deception around that. And so, so here you start pulling back and seeing, seeing the, the, the macro instead of just the micro, the, the big, the big picture, the big, you know, which is super healthy. And so I was still just fresh out of disclosure and, and something happened where my feelings had gotten really hurt by somebody who was like, Hey dude, I need to take a break from you. Mm-hmm. You know? And I was like, cause, cause he's like, you know, I feel hurt too. I feel hurt by this. And so now I feel hurt and my feelings are hurt. And I just told my wife, I said, babe, I feel like Somebody just put an ice pick in my chest, you know, just that feeling of just like, oh man. And she's so gracious and she, she knew that my life was very small at that point and I was really focused on myself and still there was a lot of selfishness to be rooted out. This was like a picture straight from heaven. She said, she looks out the window because I was like, I was like, I feel like I don't have any friends. Like I lost my friend, you know, and I'm just, it's just about me, you know, and it's like here, here my actions have like caused a church like to be removed out of this church that we've just gathered. Like I had people move from Alaska. I had a couple move from Minnesota to be with us. Like people put their life on pause to come follow us. You know, we rallied the troops. There was excitement. So my actions, they hurt. And and that's, that's another lie is that this is just going to affect me. Absolutely not. When the hand grenade goes off, when the pin is pulled, it's not addressed. The hand grenade will go off. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And that shrapnel, I just, here's where control is an illusion. You cannot control the shrapnel. 
The shrapnel from that grenade is going to hit people. It's going to have unintended consequences. It's going to impact so many more people than you ever thought. And so, so she walks over to the window and it's one of these days in Oregon, you know, it's like a beautiful, like it's probably February and it's like a, yeah, the sun break in the afternoon, Mm. you know, and it's just, you know, it's just so beautiful. We didn't get those in Alaska, like not a lot of sun breaks. And so beautiful sun break and like the light is shining down on my, on my son. And there's a, there's a, like a slope in front of our house, a little gradual hill. And so Heather looks out the window and she goes, here's your friend. Here's your buddy. I want you to come check this out. And I go to the window, Tiffany, and my son has his baseball glove on and he is playing catch (laughs) with a pretend dad. There's nobody there, but because there's a hill there, the ball keeps coming back and he's playing, he's playing catch. He's playing like he's pretending to play catch with somebody because there's not a dad there to be on the other end to catch the ball and to throw it back to him. And she just, Heather just said, there's your buddy. There's your assignment. Wow. You talk about a visual. Yeah. That visual summed up where this addiction had taken me. It was like, I tell you, that sobered me up. Like, I was like, okay, message received. Yeah, I love those clarity moments. Here we go. And so, so when the day, it was just like, man, God, you have grace for today, for the moment, for right now. For every decision that I make, I'm not going to get ahead of myself and start. Fan- I just shut fantasy off because we try to fantasize out of fantasy. We think fantasy is going to beat fantasy. It just like here, for instance, you, we start fantasizing. Man, when it, when I'm six months sober, that's going to be. Or when I okay, in a couple years from now, when it, we just start thinking about what it's like. It's like I just shut all that off. Well, and that's just a weakness I think everybody has mm-hmm. that we. The false misconception is is that if we just have this, it'll be like this. If we just have like totally. this, it'll be like this. Well, meanwhile, your son's outside playing by himself. Playing catch with pretend dad. So to someone that maybe not had an addiction, but maybe like, I need to just keep working more. Yeah. Or I just need to go, if I just go clean this house a little bit more, or if I just go do this little laundry, or if I just go take care of these phone calls right now. Yeah. It's like, and then meanwhile... And that's not to throw guilt. It's just no. to throw, it's actually the opposite. It's more just like, whew, put all that other stuff away. Yeah. Like who needs that? Man, when you can, when you realize that like, and that's you, a you hard, that's a hard, control. that's a hard, that's a hard one for me personally. I just like, because I am a house manager, I'm a house, like I'm a manager of a lot of things. And it's like, well, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. You know, lots of hats, lots of this, lots of that. And it's like, Today I thought I was like walking the greatest one of the greatest gifts that I've been given lately in the past six months is a puppy, a dog, because this puppy takes me outside and forces me to look around. Yeah. And I have to do it multiple times a day because she's right now she's even wearing a diaper because she's in <laughs> heat. Like I just like what I'm saying is is that it is a lot of discipline to in my in my experience too, addiction or not. Mm-hmm to let go and live in the moment like that. Yeah. But, but also too, it's like, it's amazing how much you can get accomplished. Like the things that you, you, you know, you surrender the day. Yeah. Surrendering the day. Yeah. Just your goal of just the simple, you know, going to be a good person today. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's no. try. I'm just going like, to be, you know, yeah. You know, as simple as that. It's been, 
I can actually end up getting more things done in like random things that are like you would never like a slave to your list is never going to get you anywhere. But that's a side note to my control issues. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's so, it's so good. It's so good. So, so the fourth you're looking at your fancy journal here, which looks really cool. Um, from Will Leather downtown. Shout out to Will Leather. Oh, okay, yeah. This that's not a paid advertisement. <laughs> yeah. This, this this episode is sponsored. No. Should we be deleting that part? Oh nah. Um. So, the the full disclosure, the counseling, and then the component of what was that the fourth? Ruth. Uh, well, Ruth was telling. Well, yeah. So a lot of these, a lot of the the kind of day to day, um tactical things were fall under the, that third thing of cross the island. And then, and then other side is like, okay, we've, I've been, we've been walking in victory for a while. We've, mm-hmm. we feel like we are, we've established rhythms. We're like, we're doing check-ins with our spouse where we have a, or we have a group of guys set up that um, we can talk to about anything, anything and everything. And mm-hmm. it's just becomes just like a guardrail. There's a guardrail. And then, um, so those kind of things all fall under that the cross the island part, and there's 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 so many more like tactical and and practical things that we we set up. Um, one thing, if you're married, we went for a walk almost daily during the season, and we held hands and we walked and we talked and we just reestablished intimacy in in, in our relationship. We just were very present with each other mm-hmm. and. We lived, we lived in a great spot at the time. And, you know, if, you, if you're familiar with, if you're in the Portland area, Summer Lake Park in Beaverton, we just like circled Summer Lake Park so many times, the lake there. And we just walked around and around that area. And it was just, it was so, there was so much healing that happened on those walks, you know, where we just, you get to a place where you, when there's not good communication and when there's not intimacy where I start responding to how I think she's going to react and I start reacting to how I think she's going to respond. And we have like these built-in filters of like how it's been. And so we gave each other permission to build new relational um, boundaries, so to speak, where she could speak her mind freely and I wasn't going to react. And I was going to say, but she would also lace it with grace and say, Hey, I know you're not the same guy now, but in the past, when I've said something like this before, um, you would have reacted to me. And so I'm, but I'm, I'm going to say it because I trust, I trust that, that you are, um, you know, that you've, you've worked on this area. And so we had very, very candid conversations, very candid conversations on, um, just things that we had never really, never really talked about before. And I'll tell you what, byproduct, uh, the byproduct gentlemen, well, and ladies, like the byproduct of the other side, it's so good because for years and years I'd been seeing greatness in my wife, absolute greatness in my wife. Yet she was timid. She was not using her voice. And now people that know her now are like, what? Cause she's like an incredible communicator. She's an amazing speaker. She's an amazing singer. She has like three songs on a new album. She's just, she's incredible. Like her voice is powerful. And, 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 I, and as a leader too, she's, a, she's just a great leader. And so I saw this early on in our relationship and I was constantly saying, 
fly, fly, Heather, fly. Why aren't you flying? Why aren't you, why aren't you seeing what I see? Why aren't you seeing what I see? But, but the whole time I was manipulating her. My addiction was, I was clipping her wings and asking her to fly, you know? So, so here she feels crazy. She's coming to me and she's going, Ben, something's off. Something's going on. And I'm like, you're tripping. You're like, you know, you just had a baby. It's your hormones. I don't know if I ever said that, but (laughs) whoops. yeah, I don't know if I ever actually said that, (laughs) but I I would manipulate and say, no, you're, you're making this up. And so she, in her mind, she's Mm -hmm. like not trusting the voice of the Lord, which was probably, you know, or the Holy spirit, which is sharing these things with her. And so, um, so she just, it shut her down. It shut her down. So the, I'll just tell you, the byproduct of disclosure and confession and starting the journey of crossing the island, starting the journey of of squaring your shoulders up and facing things head on is the byproduct in my life has been an absolute restoration of my marriage. And restoration is not back to where it was. The word restore means back to its original intent. Mm. Sometimes we hear restoration and we're like, I don't want it to, I don't want to go back to right. where it was. No, that's not it. It's, it's, it's to where it was always meant to be. And so to see my wife flying right now, and I'm not saying, well, it's because of what I did, but there as, you know, I believe that, that, that helped open the door because even in her life, it, it made her square up her shoulders. It this was contagious, Tiffany, in our, in our, in us. Yeah. This was contagious. So she, her bio dad walked out when she was little mm. and she's like, you know, not a big deal. You know, her stepdad came in, who's now her, her dad and adopted her and saved the day. And it was awesome. But she goes, yeah, I've got dad wounds. So she, she squared her shoulder up to dad wounds. She squared her shoulder up to, to, um, some intimacy issues because of lack of sexual discipleship and, and some strongholds in her mind where, where there was no hope where there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And so it, the, the, I just tell you, the byproduct of this is like, because I can hear somebody now going, this is so scary, this is so, I'm taking this to the grave, there's no way I could ever disclose. It, you know, either path is difficult. One path leads to freedom, restoration, um, destinies like fulfilled. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to be too dramatic here, but right. like potential fulfilled. Well, it feels like death. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you're and, waiting to death to tell your, that's yeah. You're it, if you're saying you're gonna take it to your grave, I mean you're obviously thinking about death. Totally. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So what are you saying? So yeah, no. It's just it, one 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 path. The path of circumnavigating your entire life is hard, and it leads to more addiction. It leads to more, you know, yuck. But the the what's hard about crossing the island and what's scary about facing some of these things, it, it leads to freedom. So, so there's going to be pain either way. Like choose the pain that leads to freedom is what I'm saying. And just as you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, man, I mean, what is one thing, just that one maybe possibility of just like, okay, if I, if I, that one step where you could disclose, maybe there's no one around mm-hmm. for you to tell, like you've completely isolated yourself on purpose or just lack of circumstance or something where maybe you could just like just write it down just write down what what's happened what you've yeah. done and just like and, and then just to just to even visualize yeah the possibility that's a good that's a good first step what about that yeah that's a great first step as a, as a disclosure on paper 
Yeah, absolutely. Because you were saying like you write down everything to tell everybody, but what if you need to tell yourself? Yeah, no, that's as, and 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 when you write this down, it's not like um, I messed up, I struggled in this area. Like let's we get anatomically correct, we get we get act specific. We we talk about like we're wanting to root everything up. Yeah, we're wanting to root everything up. Not so like even we, if we, you're not, but even if you're not ready to quite. Just say it all because it took you like two or three times of someone being yeah. like, like yeah. okay, now I say this part. Now yeah. I'll get this part. And you more know? and more came out over time. And there's even times when I, I, I tell Heather, I'm like, I just, I just remembered this one incident where I was, you know, you know, this is like seven years later going, Hey, did I ever tell you that? Yeah. And, and we're to the point now where it's like, it is a big deal, but it's, it's where we've. You're so far removed from it. Well, and we've, we've formed a habit of disclosure. Mm-hmm. Right. A trust. A trust. A trust. And so, um, you know, some, so th- there's a lot more clinically that we could talk about, but I don't, I don't even want to go into that right now. I yeah. think if, if there's nobody in your life that you can disclose to, a counselor is a great way to start too. A counselor is a great way to start. Uh, yeah. Cause they can, they, they're probably going to ask you anyways for a, a, a sexual history mm-hmm. that you're going to have to write out anyways. So, so yeah, I mean that, that really helps take a sober assessment of self and say like, well, we, we, we messed around. We went a little too far. No, like we had oral sex. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's but real. But I didn't it, have, yeah. yeah, I didn't have that kind of sex. Let's yeah. Bill Clinton talk here. Yeah. <laughs> but there, it's, it's actually good to, to actually write it out mm-hmm. and just, you know, to be, to be accurate with, with our verbiage. Um, Get out of your brain. Yeah. You might, might as well. If we just, we just, we just had this like mindset of like, if we're going to do this, let's do this. Yeah, I mean, let's not like have staggered disclosure and have this thing go on forever. Let's just let's do this. Yeah. So, and before we wrap up, um, one thing we didn't mention in the last episode that I want to mention in this episode is that prevention. Yes. Matters. So I know, like in the future podcasts um, coming up, we'll be talking about prevention and addiction as as well. But like one thing that I just found so profound about what you were saying was with your family because I think you know I'm raising two boys and yeah. um and a husband <laughs> and um that's another episode just, yeah <laughs> just <laughs> kidding um but just like what you said about your family sitting down and being like listen nothing what did you say yeah well the first rule of family meeting was we're gonna have fun we're gonna laugh we're gonna we're gonna have a good time second second one is nothing leaves this circle circle yeah this is like this is family and third it's there's immunity here you can't get in trouble you can't okay and that's the thing that stuck with me is that you cannot get yeah in trouble. there's no it's this is not a punitive time this is like we're sharing nitty-gritty and it was so sweet because like uh, things would come out like, Dad, I, I've been telling people that I understand this math problem and I don't, you know. And <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, good God, like that's that's where lying starts to enter. Yeah. So pre- I mean, you are prevention. Prevention. And my son, my son came to me, and this is like when I tell people this, they're like, like he'll come to me, and say, Dad. I was thinking about boobs and, um, you know, and I said, okay, buddy. Okay. That's, and, and so instead of shaming, instead of shaming sure. him, we're, we're normalizing the conversation. In yes, our home. absolutely. And so instead of shaming him and going, well, so I said, I said, okay, that's normal. Cause if someone would have told me that what I went through as a kid was normal, mm-hmm. 
gosh, that would have cut the shame and that guilt. Like no, no one's boom. business. Like, so just normalize. Okay. Hey buddy. Now, now what are we going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, so, okay. We're attracted to the female body. That is. Which you're created. I mean. That's biology. Yeah. Let's. So, so we can even in the Christian world, we can even lie to ourselves about like, you know, you know, almost like lying to yourself, like women aren't pretty. Women aren't pretty. Only my wife is pretty. Women aren't pretty. And again, you're just telling yourself another lie. You're just setting up another legal structure. But can we get to the place where we can say, okay, that that like she's beautiful. That's it. It doesn't go anywhere else from there. Like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's so, just so, to normalize taking it out, taking out the to normalize that conversation. And so, mm-hmm. so he, so you know, he could come to me and say, hey, dad, I, um, you know, and he he's like, you know, I saw I was at uncle's house, and there was a movie on, and there was a topless there was a topless lady, and um. So first of all, I was like, thank you, brother. Um, right. But, but then, but then it was like, okay, bud, this is good. And so now he is, he's 16 years old and he is like, he, he's not okay with keeping anything in. Like he has to come to me mm. because we've, we've built up this, like, he doesn't feel like it's right to, to, to keep anything from, from his mom or I. So we've had, we've had lots of intense conversations and, um, we're, you know, we're navigating with a, a with a 13 year old boy, a 16 year old boy and a 10 year old girl. And, um, it gets really real. Yeah. But you, but you, I tell you what, you don't want for MTV to be discipling your kids. Like, I don't know if you've watched it lately. MTV, Have you watched like wait, a rap video lately? MTV exists it, still. <laughs> still. I turned it on for the first time the other day and it was like. Shocking. It, yeah. It's like, it, okay. So if our kids are being sexually discipled. By media, they are going to have their head, their heads on backwards. So I, I want to be the one. We want to exactly. be the ones to sexually disciple the, our kids. Absolutely. And the thing too is, is like, you know, with the cell phone age and all this kind of stuff, it's like, when do we give our kid the cell phone? When do we this? It's 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 a ticking time bomb. Your kid is going to find it. Your kid yeah. is going to know it. Your kid is going to think things. And I just think that this tool that you are mentioning is just a total prevention of yeah. This cat is just annoying. Well, I don't just know. I don't know. I don't know if it's 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 not going to totally prevent it, but what it's going right. to do is it's going to keep it in the light. In the light. It's going to keep it in the light, and it's um, this whole thought of like, well, I'm going to send my kids to Christian schools. We're going to homeschool. We're going to we're going to I'm going to keep them out of the like again. That's just a control mechanism, and it doesn't ultimately work. Now, I'm not knocking those things, and if you feel like that's what the Lord is asking you to do, then do that's those one things. Thing. Yeah, I, I am I am totally subscribed in my theology to spirit-led living, which means like my kids, I don't give them a rating necessarily on like you can't watch these movies. But what I say is if something inside of you is like, nope, 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 then turn it off. And I, I can't tell you how many movies they've turned off. I can't tell you how many things because I, I want them to be able to make th- – their own decisions without just a bunch of rules and regulations placed on them right. about that's things. That's a good that, one too. Yeah. That's a whole, that's, that could be a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. But um, yeah, it's, 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 and we're, you know, we're not perfect by any means, but we, we feel like the doorway is open and we're constantly saying to the kids, you can tell us anything, you know, that you can tell us anything. And there's been some, some disclosures where they have said, Hey man, this, this has happened and it's big. And I'm like, Oh God, I would have never told my parents that. You know what I mean? Like I would Which have never. Which is a huge and, and victory. I have people tell us like they're 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 shocked that I when I say, "Hey, hey, my son can come and tell me this," and actually does like use 
like these kind of words and like anatomically correct kind of stuff. I would have never said that to my dad. I would have never said anything like that to my dad. So it's, it's, it's been, it's been pretty revolutionary for our family. Yeah. Well, I'm doing it. I'm taking, <laughs> I mean, and I have like, and I'm an external pr- processor, but my kids, two of them are not. Yeah. So it's very difficult to rally it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But giving them opportunities to be like, you know, I'll say to them, like, who would you tell mom or dad? Do you have someone in your life that you could talk to? That's not mom or dad that you, if you felt like you had to say something, you could. Yeah. But you know, yeah. all the things. So. I mean, and being able to ask the questions, has anyone ever touched your penis? Oh yeah. I mean, That's th- a big one. Those are, those are like mandatory, re- mandatory questions. And, and if we avoid that stuff, I just tell you stuff, stuff comes into that void mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, wreaks havoc. And so I, totally. it's uncomfortable for you. But it's, but think about the ladder. It's love. Think about the ladder. It is love. What could happen. Yes. Love is love. All right, Ben. Ben, you are so awesome to come talk to us. And um, it's been fun. So many, so much insight and um, encouragement. And you're out there, you're listening, you're not alone. Um, You will, if you have more questions or anything like that, you'll have all the websites to look at too. And um, yeah, so thanks again for coming. And thanks for having me. Super fun. Okay. You've been listening to this topical life with Tiffany Murphy. Available through Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. Look for us on Instagram and Facebook. Donations to help support this topical life can be made through Patreon at patreon.com front slash this topical life. Likes and comments are always appreciated. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time for more real conversation, real exploration, real life stories on this topical life. Because life ain't a vacation.